If I got Kobe and Jordan, you, you're going to lose. I was told that everybody was like, oh, the Pelicans were leaking everything. I was told the Lakers were leaking stuff, too. Yep. Because they wanted people to know, oh, we're all in on this. Kyrie's been solid. We know what Kyrie's going to do. We know what he's going to do in the playoffs. We still worried about the other guys. I think mm -hmm. these, these guys were a different team last year without Kyrie. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard sits with Colin Coward to explain the Doc Rivers to the Lakers rumor. Chris Broussard, let's bring him in. Former New York Times guy, uh, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio. All right, my theory on this stuff, you're a dogged reporter. New York Times, I mean, you can't work for the New York Times unless you're a real pro. You're a pro's pro. That place Thank doesn't you. just hire any old, you know, loudmouth. Right. So you've broken stories before, and I've always had a theory, stories are broken when somebody wants them broken, is that they can close doors very easily to joy you and me. So the Lakers, the narrative's bad. Luke's getting fired. Clippers are fun. It's been a bad two weeks of press for the Lakers. Suddenly, in a two-day stretch, oh, Doc's interested. <laughs> Makes the Laker job seem very desirable, number one. Secondly, Kobe comes out, best friends with Rob Palenka, and says, of course you trade all the young guys. Why? Because Kobe still has juice, and it sort of looks like, eh, you know, the rumors, the little guy's got to get over it. It shifts narratives Right. positively for the front office. Kobe and Kobe's juice in LA is rising. Yes. Right. I mean, he obviously was all time great and, and beloved by everybody in LA before, but seeing LeBron fail to lead them to the playoffs, seeing all the extra stuff LeBron has brought, people are now looking at Kobe in even higher regard than they did before. So yeah, for him to come out and look, I think I've said it on this show. I was told, that everybody was like, oh, the Pelicans were leaking everything. I was told the Lakers were leaking stuff too. Yep. Because they wanted people to know, oh, we're all in on this. We we people didn't think we went all in on Paul George. People didn't think we went all in on Kawhi. Good point. We are all in on Anthony Davis. This is a, trying to get it done. This is a great point. Is that listen, the Lakers, this is a big media market. Yep. When I used to live out in Connecticut, there was no question that teams reacted to WFAN radio, the fan. There's no question they were leaking stuff and reacting. In Los Angeles, this big market, trial balloons get yep. pushed out. And I think your point's a very, very good point, which is they got knocked for being sloppy on Paul George, so the Lakers leaked a few stories. Hey, we are going hard after <laughs> Everybody's it. Everybody's available. No, I think it's a great no, point. Right. And now Kobe backing it up that, yeah, everybody should have been available. Why are you ripping the Lakers for going after him? So, yeah, that, that's your point. What do you make of the Doc rumor? Well, Doc, you've been hearing his name around the league. You hear Jason Kidd, um, Ty Lue, and Doc Rivers. I think Mark Jackson's name should be in there too, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I like Mark. Yeah, I think he'd do a good job with them. But, Doc, uh, I agree with you guys. I, I think the Clippers is just a better job. Now, we'll see, obviously, how things pan out this summer with free agents. If the Lakers get Anthony Davis, then now I'll really like that job if I'm Doc Rivers. Okay, so can I just sit back and wait for free agency? If I'm Doc it, and say, it, well, I'm just going to wait and see who I get, who gets the better players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how quickly the Lakers want to move because that may play a role in who you get 
in free agency, but Anthony Davis obviously would be a trade. So if I'm Steve Ballmer this morning and I read this, I'm like, I'm not rolling the dice on us not getting Kawhi and them getting Anthony Davis. I'm re-signing Doc to a contract this week. Yeah, that could be a part. Well, he already has the has, extension that carries I him would, for a few more years. Okay, Do I it would, again. Yeah. I just I don't buy this because I don't think going forward I feel better about the Clippers. No, I I I think the Clippers look, if they get Kawhi Leonard, which most people think they will, they immediately become the Toronto Raptors, which means you're a contender. Yeah. Cuz that's what they they have the same type of players around Kawhi or right now that the Raptors have around him. They got some couple shooters. They got some dogs, some role players that play hard, that know their role, that aren't trying to usurp the star and all. I mean, they would be really good. I don't know if they'll get two. You know, does KD want to play with Kawhi? A lot of people around the league are saying, I don't think they want to play together. Another name to keep open, we all have associated Kyrie with New York, and that's with good reason. But maybe the Clippers. What about Kyrie and Kawhi playing together? Like, if you're Kyrie, if you don't stay in Boston and you, you know, does he want to go into that New York media market? Maybe he would look at the Clippers. You know, he Kyrie's starting his own media company, too. Yeah. And, you know, helps to be in L.A. if you're doing something like that. So the bottom line is the Clippers is, I think, a better job right now. And the one guy, with all due respect to Doc, that the Lakers should be trying to poach from the Clippers is Jerry West. They could have had Jerry West. They did. They wanted to show we could do it without Jerry. Magic and Palinka want the credit. Bring in Jerry West. Try. If you can't, you can't, but try. Yeah, the Lakers, I was told, had an opportunity to bring they in did. Jerry West. They did. And they passed. It's amazing. Other guys the- want to shine. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's address something. This could get very uncomfortable for both you and Joy. <laughs> So last night, Oklahoma City loses at home to Miami. Without Westbrook. He didn't play. Of course they lost. Okay. Why didn't he play? Look, I'm going to say this to you. I've told you he is going to be an icon. Oh, really? 25 years from now, he will be iconic. He's like Allen Iverson. Oh, great. And and I'm going to admit, he's never going to win a championship. By the way. But you know what? That just puts him in the class of Iverson, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Oh, wait, wait. Got Charles Malone and Stockton. That's all right. Oh, great class. That's a great class. It's the second class. Well, that's what he's – I'm just – that's what he's going to be. That's what he is. His game is tremendous. He's a ball of energy. He's going to put up great numbers. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And like I said, iconic, but he's not going to win you a championship. The Nike swoosh is iconic, but if the stock plummets 28 points tomorrow, I'm an investor, I'm selling my stock. What does iconic mean? What did that, that? This is not Slam Magazine. This is the hurt, look at a show of national relevance. You have a problem with Allen Iverson's uh, legacy? Uh, we don't talk about Iverson. Didn't win any titles. We talk about Shaq. Allen Iverson is... Iconic. Icon- Pistol Pete Maravich is uh, iconic. And that and gets he wasn't me as good as Westbrook. That and the 350 gets me a coffee is, at Starbucks. He is a crucial part, of Allen what? Iverson, of basketball culture right you cannot tell the story of basketball without Allen Iverson and guess what you cannot tell the story of basketball oh. without Russell Westbrook you cannot he's averaged a triple double for three straight years nobody else in the history has done that I'll tell you the story of basketball Naismith Wilt Kareem Shaq LeBron Michael Magic Seacrest out I just told the story <laughs> please <laughs> I just told the story of basketball 
<laughs> you cannot tell the story of basketball without Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. All right. I know it doesn't go with your narrative, but it's true. <laughs> My narrative is almost always right. Okay, let's shift to this. Um, I, I was joking with Joy that Steve Kerr press conferences this year, there's t- only two kinds. There's the everybody's happy here. Kevin Durant rumor is not true. And the second one is him <laughs> lamenting they didn't come to play. This is, and I, I love the NBA, but March Madness, for all of college basketball's problems, gives me urgency. Duke right. is significantly better than every team. But if Zion gets in foul trouble, and Duke's not a great shooting team, season over. I got to watch that. Right. The NBA having a seven-game first and second round playoff series. I think Steve Kerr is seeing, I think he knows, that this is why going forward it's tough. It's impossible to get these guys, and I'm not banging on Kevin Durant. Duke has four NBA guys. If Zion gets in foul trouble, they're in trouble because they can't shoot. They need interior points. There's no urgency, and I think this is my only downside to dynasties is that you can sense it's palpable the disinterest with the Warriors. I don't think they're in any trouble at all. Do you? No, they're still the heavy favorite. Houston is dangerous, but they're the heavy favorite. Let me say quickly before I answer your question. You said Houston will meet uh, Oklahoma City right now in the first round. And they'd crush them. Russell Westbrook gives Chris Paul problems. Now, the question is how big of a role does Paul have to play for them to win? Because Westbrook's athleticism wears Paul out. And gets him out of sorts. You know who matches up poorly? You know who Westbrook matches up poorly with? His personality. I think Westbrook's battle is with Westbrook. I don't think it's with an opponent. Well, I'm just saying that would be an interesting series. I would pick Houston, but that'd be an interesting series. But to get to your point, look, there's a reason that no team, there are only three teams in NBA history or since in the last 52 years have won three straight, have three peated. Two, and you could even say it's two teams. Jordan did it twice, and Shaq and Kobe. That's it. Because it's hard. You get bored. Once you've won two straight, the third one, you, you, it's all about May and June, and you're just trying to get through the 82 games without getting hurt. And Jordan's last two three-peats, the last year of each three-peat, yeah. his regular season record was the worst of the trio yes. in both times. Good so call. That's what you're saying is absolutely right. And I'll tell you this, too. Every, Kevin Durant, again, everybody in the league thinks he's out of there. Right. He's in New York, or if not the Clippers. The Warriors are not going away when Kevin Durant leaves. Thank They're you. They're still – now, the league will be better because now it'll be a right. few te- teams the on the Warriors, same level. The Warriors will – if Draymond can still be a, a good player – they're going to be right there with everybody else. How do we know that if KD left, they wouldn't move off Draymond and go get another really high-end player? If they, I don't. It's hard to get that type of playmaker who also defends, you know, who does all the little things that Draymond does. And Draymond and Steph are really close. Steph knows what Draymond brings to the team, even though they're different personalities. Uh, but I'm telling you what, Golden State is going to be just fine. They're going to have a great chance to win it even without Owner, GM, coach, star. And remember how good – the numbers even still show that they're great without Durant. Yeah. They beat Houston and OKC without Durant. Uh, Good stuff. Chris Broussard, I love arguing. I love being right. Next, Steven Jackson joins Nick and CeCe to discuss the Celtics' chances in the playoffs. 
at this point, I think they're comfortable in knowing that they had a terrible year, but they're trying to figure it out going into the playoffs. They, they haven't been playing well all year. Kyrie's been solid. We know what Kyrie's going to do. We know what he's going to do in the playoffs. We still worried about the other guys. I think mm -hmm. these, these guys were a different team last year without Kyrie. You know, mm -hmm. now Kyrie's here. They, they have their closer, but it don't seem like everybody's as confident as they were last year. And the players looking like that. I think the coach is still trying to do the same job, but the confidence this team had last year without Kyrie, I don't think they're the same confidence. So team. you don't buy the narrative that for some – it's not a narrative that they have won a much greater percentage of their games without Kyrie than with him. Mm -hmm. But it is a narrative that – are they somehow better without Kyrie Irving? You don't buy that. They don't need Kyrie for regular season. Playoffs, they need him. They're not going nowhere without mm -hmm. Kyrie in the playoffs. They can say all they, they won all these games without him during the regular season because nobody really cares about regular season. Playoffs, you don't have Kyrie, you don't have a chance. Right. The biggest problem, though, in the playoffs is that unless you're a veteran-oriented ball club that has potentially won a lot of games and series together, like, we don't know what we're going to get with them. Yes, they're better off with Kyrie, and Kyrie is going to be ready for the playoff. Kyrie's had a great regular season, though. It's not like he's just been trying to, you know, coast and try to get to the playoff. He has had a spectacular season. It's the rest of them are the buy-in. Jason Tatum, did him working out with Kobe and all the other things from year one to year two, people saying, one day you're going to lead the NBA in scoring. Well, well, really, Jalen Brown, his lack of minutes, being rotated in with Gordon Hayward. Should they have been playing him those minutes? Yes. Um, Rozier, the point guard, I deserve to be a starter. I'm trying to get a new contract. And Brad Stevens, this is the most talented team he's ever had, getting the least results, typically what he gets from a butler or when he went to where he coached in college, undermanned. Two and three star recruits turned them into potential champions. We saw with the Celtics when they had injuries and the, not the talent they have now, what they did in last year's playoffs. So those are some of the things that I don't believe that because they haven't won a bunch of series together. If it was Golden State, if it was Houston or some other team, even OKC, I've been like, you know something? I can understand them. It's hard to hit that switch when everyone else has hit their switch also. You don't believe all those things can come together for the playoffs? I, it would be, to me, it'd be yeah. shocking. I, th listen, the, the Celtics are, and Indiana's just been disrespected all year long, and I'm going to continue it here. Like, the fourth in the East, we just disregard them. Since they lost Oladipo, I don't think most many people believe they can be even Eastern Conference finalists. So, there's Milwaukee, there's Toronto, there's Philly, there's Boston. And could Boston beat any of those teams in a series? Yeah, they could. Could they win consecutive series against two of those teams? What we don't no. believe is a month, though. A month, exactly, which is what it takes. Could they do it for two weeks mm -hmm. to win one of those series? Yeah. Can they do it for a month to win two of them? I don't believe so. You can't, just, I, you can't just turn it on. You can't just turn it on. They have to get something going these last ten games of the season to, uh, to go into the playoffs playing well, and that's what Golden State's doing right now. Do you now. even put that team, the Celtics team, on the same tier as the other top three or four in the East? Milwaukee, in the, in the East? Philly. Yes, I do. Yes, I do, because mm -hmm. they still have Kyrie. you got to remember, this team was just in the East conference finals last year mm -hmm. so they, they they have the team and Kyrie coming along and being the leader I think they got a good chance but they got to start playing now tell me about all the negative things when they talk about it's a toxic locker room because man you've been in a lot of locker rooms and you typically have your, your thumb right on the pulse as far as what's going to transpire all the things they said about the one thing that I see with the Celtics they don't share the basketball like they used to they're not playing team defense but man when you tell me it's toxic and I don't like being here or I don't like being with you mm -hmm. man don't you think that's going to affect them going into the playoffs even? well I, I, like I said I talked to Kyrie doing all this going on and the main thing with him was there's no sense of urgency like 
We all here. We're all getting paid a lot of money. Why are we not giving everything we have? Why are we not giving all our concentration to winning games? We have the team. And the focus is not there all the time. And, and I can understand that frustration. You know, mm -hmm. we just came from the Eastern Conference Finals. We have a healthy team. We have a chance to win a championship. We have a great team, a great coach. We have everything we need. Why are we not putting it together? And ego sometimes can be in that. Mm -hmm. You know, guys looking over their shoulder, guys worrying about their contract, all that stuff, all that stuff coming into play. But when you're losing, everything magnifies. And here's where the regular season does matter. Because you need to figure out what your actual rotation is going to be and what Gordon Hayward's role is going to be. Mm -hmm. Here's another place it matters. The Celtics, on that run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, they won one road playoff game. Mm -hmm. As we sit here today with 11 games left, mm -hmm. they will start every playoff series they play on the road. Their best case mm -hmm. scenario is that they have home court advantage in one round of the playoffs if they get it together over the final 11 games of the year. And when you said everyone makes a lot of money, that's the, been the underlying story with the Celtics all year long is three of their key rotation guys, Tatum, Brown, Rozier, mm -hmm. haven't been paid yet. Mm -hmm. Marcus mm -hmm. Morris is a pending free agent. Yep. They build so, in their resume. Right. So it's, it's tougher to ask a guy to t make a sacrifice and to do what's right for the team when they are yet – they ain't made no all-star teams. They, haven't, mm -hmm. they, they have no accolades in this mm -hmm. league yet. And they haven't gotten their check. So for those reasons, that's it's harder when Kobe's telling you, hey, man, mama mentality, go be the leading scorer. Jalen Brown, you go be a poor man's Kawhi Leonard. Or Marcus Morris, you're going to go get paid. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we all now it's about team success. That's, that's easier with a veteran team who's gotten their money. Now, Skip and Shannon break down their all-time starting five in NBA history. One yeah. game. What? One game. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? 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 Oh, what, 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 what? We got a lot of You're Lakers. Oh, There's a oh. lot of Lakers in this starting line. Uh -oh. I'm just saying. Uh -oh. Well, actually, you know, I got to have a man to run the point. I'm going to go with the greatest point guard of all time and Matt Irving Magic Johnson. Mm. We need a two guard. We need somebody that can fill it up if we need to. He can ISO. He got a post-up game. Ooh, play defense. I need all that. Okay. I'm going with one Michael Jordan. <laughs> Let me finish this. My, this is my list. Shannon my first. List. You've been bashing him for Thank years. You. I know they ain't bashing. They ain't bashing. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to go with the greatest power forward of all time. A 15-time all-defensive first and second team. Mm. Two-time league MVP. Mm. Finals MVP. Mm -hmm. One time. The big fundamental. Timmy. I thought you hated the Spurs. You have ridiculed Tim Duncan. I a game. You're saying you can't watch him. I can't. He's the no, boringest no, 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 no. superstar ever, and you're putting him in your starting I'm lineup? I'm trying to win the Oh, game. then maybe I was right all along about the Spurs. Oh, and then I got to go with the other guy. You, yeah. know, you know what? This guy was very underrated, Jenny, as a mm. defensive guy. Mm. The one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 11-time mm. All-Defensive, first mm. and second team. Yep. He led the NBA in blocks four times, yep. six MVPs, mm -hmm. six uh, uh, ch chips. Mm. I got to go with him, but I need a three. Mm. I need a three. Mm. I need a small forward. Really? And I need somebody that not only could, in the prime, sit in that chair for 40 minutes, lock, take, guard one through five. Mm -hmm. I need a guy who can play above the rim, can make plays, yep. uh, triple Triple double threat every night. Mm. Greatest player that ever walked the earth. Mm. Yeah, man. If really? a, don't do this, Skip. <laughs> I got it. I, let me let me have my moment. Mm. You, when you talk about bad, they say it in the mm, Paleolithic time. Mm. You know that was Fred Flintstone. That when he was around, they had dinosaurs. Mm. The baddest dinosaur was what, Skip? Mm. T Rex. Mm. Got to have old T. He coming out last. You know you introduce your starting lineup, Skip, and this guy. He's last. He's coming out last. Wait, I got to ask. 
Did T-Rex ever get a shot blocked by Mario Hazonia? <laughs> yeah, T-Rex huh? had little arms. Seriously? T-Rex had little arms. Little arms, yeah, short arms, arms, that's so it. You know that's happened. it. Yeah, and so he, he did this, yeah. and, and it was like, ah, I got my shot blocked. Hey, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Jenny said, okay, I've tried it with a game, and that's mine. One I got game. Magic Johnson, Magic, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron James. Hmm. Did I hear Kobe Bryant in there? You sure did not. I did not you hear sure Kobe Bryant. You sure did not. I, I thought I didn't. So, I'm about to, on the fly, off the cuff, make one change to the starting five that I used on Troller Coaster last Friday. Okay. But I'm going to make it because I now I've, that I've heard you're starting five, <laughs> I just want to win this all-time championship game. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to make one change, and I'll get to it at uh, my last player, okay? Okay. okay. But I am also taking the greatest point guard ever to start my team with, and that is Magic Johnson. Unfortunately, your guy LeBron is was really just a point guard. He needs the ball in his hands. He always has the ball in his hands. So wait a second. If I have Jordan and and Magic, wait, wait a minute. Where's the ball going to go? LeBron needs the ball. No, he doesn't. Uh, yes, he does. He have so he doesn't fit in my starting lineup. I'm sorry because what I else? want magic. <laughs> Greatest winners intangibles ever this side of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> so I got Jordan on one wing, and I got Kobe Bryant on the other wing, and you're going to have a hard time with my two wings because they are the cold-bloodedest basketball assassins who ever walked on a court. They have killer will, both of them. They are going to look to destroy your team. And I don't know who you're going to who, who you're gonna put on Kobe then. Who, who, Bron. Bron's on Kobe? Ah. Oof. Oh, Kobe's going to torch him. He's not quick enough. Okay, what 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 is Kobe going to do against Bron? Mm, he, he'll be just fine. No, no, he won't be just fine. No, he won't be just fine. What are you going to do, post up LeBron? Is that how give you're going to do we it? We're going to give him the business. Okay, you only got two players. You got, okay, you got three. You got right. Magic, Kobe, and Jordan. Yep, and I'm good right there. I could just stop. Once I got the real 23, the game's over. I but, bet you got Shaq. You know, but you coach. also have him on your side, yeah. so that's a problem. Yeah. So I'm also going with the greatest power forward ever, who's actually a center, but that, that he's guy a, was, He's a four. But he's actually a five. He's seven feet tall, and his name is Tim Duncan, and he's the greatest passing big man ever, so I got that. And now I come to my big change. Okay. This is to Shaq. counteract Kareem. Yes, sir. I'm going with Shaquille O'Neal. Because I always said that when I pick my all-time rankings, yeah. I always put Shaq a little ahead of Kareem. Because if I think head-to-head, one-on-one, Shaq in his prime versus Kareem in his prime, I got to tell you, I think Shaq would ragdoll Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Seriously, prime versus prime. Shaq at, what did he weigh? Three something? I don't know. Probably. Three, 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 between yeah. three and 320. He, he, again, wasn't fun to watch, wasn't pretty to watch, but he was simply the most overpowering offensive basketball force I ever saw. Impossible to referee and impossible to guard. You just couldn't keep him from the rack. You know what? Now, I'm going to change mine. You know what? I'm You're going to change? I'm making a substitution. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed in yeah, the I game. don't think okay. it is. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send Tim Duncan to the bench. You are? Yep. Huh. And? and? I'm taking Akeem Olajuwon. You're taking Akeem? Where did that come from? Because okay. I need somebody to counteract Shaq. Okay. Because you remember what Akeem did to Shaq. Yeah, Akeem weighs like 230. That's okay. Know? Okay. Do you remember, what, you remember what he did to uh, uh, Shaq in Orlando? Do you remember that? That was a long time ago. That was Shaq in his prime. Okay. No, it wasn't. Kicking him. He hadn't, he hadn't arrived yet. Okay. That was baby Shaq. Ask Shaq, who gave, ask Shaq yeah. who gave him the most problems in his NBA career. 
Well, I, I agree Shaq would have a hard time guarding Akeem. But here's the thing, though, Skip. I agree it would be tough for Kareem because if it wasn't like Kareem, we had Kareem out here. Mm-hmm. Kareem is still a thin man. You can imagine what he was like in his 20s and 30s. But, Skip, he wasn't stopping that sky hook. That's the most unstoppable shot in the history of the NBA. Shaq might get 40, but Kareem going to get 50. 50? <laughs> so he's just going to pump it into Kareem every time? If so, I need that. So you got LeBron and Jordan and Magic, and they're just watching Kareem go one on one? Hey, throw that sky Really? Hey, you, hey, Skip, you know he throw that really? sky hook. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for leaving me, Tim Duncan, because he's my guts and glue of my group. Because you got a bunch of egos on the floor, yeah. and you only have one basketball. Right. But Tim Duncan will ultimately share the basketball. But, All time share. Well, what Elijah won? He's mm-hmm. a peaceful man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. go? With, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with Elijah one. Are but you? you there's a lot of Lakers up there, Skip. There's a lot of Lakers up. Ooh, mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Look at there. <laughs> Well, but you You know what? You keep on talking. I might take somebody else off that skill. I know. Don't make me. Wait a second. The guy on the far right does not qualify as a Laker. Why? Am I right? Yeah, he does. He hasn't earned the stripes yet. Yeah, he earned it. He has not earned the right to wear purple and gold. Especially as an all timer. He's got to wear a Cavaliers uniform. We We should have a Cavaliers uniform. No, we should not have a uniform. Yes, we should. We don't do that. He is a Cavalier at heart. Can I ask you a question? Are we going to play by a. 2018, 19 rules. Yeah, oh, we gonna play by because if we don't, I'm gonna do whole, redo my whole lineup. Really? I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Jordan. I'm gonna take LeBron, and I might get James Harden, Steph Curry. I might give me some more players, Skip, with a three-point <laughs> shot. We're we're playing by 2,000 rules. Just okay, 2, so, so 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 okay, the three-point rules. The three, yeah, Shaq yeah. Shaq rules. Yeah, 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 so because no. the three-pointer was still not that that no, big of a deal. It then. wasn't okay. that prevalent. But Skip. That roster I got. I think I would beat you by 20 minutes. You're crazy. Yeah. I got Jordan. I picked yeah. first. Well, you got Jordan Kobe. play for both teams. You got Jordan. No, you got Kobe. Not, no. you, I, I gave you Kobe. Yeah. If I got Kobe and Jordan, you, you're going to lose. Following Nick and CeCe examine the Lakers' chances of landing star free agents this summer. See, if you're one of the free agent names that I mentioned, what's the appeal? What's the draw to come now to the Lakers and sign with this team? Judging by what you saw that happened this season. My whole lifetime, the Lakers have been a force in the NBA. They only had a few seasons where they were down, but you always knew with Dr. Buss, who owned the Lakers, and now his daughter, Jenny, runs their, their basketball operation. I mean, runs everything for them. You know, Palenka runs basketball operation, him and Magic. But... Their family has been about winning championships. She fired her brother two years ago yeah. <laughs> because they were so bad. It's about winning. It always has been. When Wilt went there, that's what it was about. When Kareem went there, that's what it was about. And most of they, the, these players, they went out and either traded for them or they just outbid everyone else. So I've just seen it. Shaq, man, I've just seen I have seen it year after decade after decade. This is what the Lakers do. That's what you should be attracted to. They are trying to win championship. They have tremendous resources and the location in Los Angeles. They play in a beautiful arena and a beautiful part of town. Like there are a lot of positive things about playing with the Lakers. But ultimately, if you can get paid and during your tenure, you can compete for a championship. What else is there in the league? Like that's what that's what playing professional sports is about in the Los Angeles Lakers. Not because their recent history. I know a lot of people watch the show are young people, but as long as I'm 53, ever since I've been on earth, the Los Angeles Lakers each decade has presented championship 
opportunities. That's why if I'm a free agent, I'm looking at the Lakers. And each decade through free agency or trade has found a way, if not once, multiple times, to acquire an enormous star. It was LeBron, decade before Powell. People forget that Powell was arguably the best center in the league when he came over to join up with Kobe. Decade before Shaq. Then before that, it was Kareem. Before that, it was Wilt. Like, they have always been able to go get superstars and then pair them with the right people around them. They. The question for the Lakers is, which tier of free agents are we talking about? Are we talking about the top tier? Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Those are the three top-tier guys. I'd say KD is almost an impossibility. Kawhi, the, the door could be opening slightly ajar with the Doc Rivers' supposed interest in the Lakers. That would be a big paradigm shift from the Clippers to the Lakers. And Kyrie, we know, is an X-factor. Tier 2, I think, would be quite good. Wouldn't be Tier 1. That's Clay, Kimball Walker, and Jimmy Butler. But if you miss out on those top two tiers and assuming is the Anthony, assumption you can win with the top two tiers, you can contend and win. Oh, I think LeBron plus any of those any six of those, guys, okay. particularly the guys on the top tier, would be well. instant contenders. We have to see what happens with the Warriors. This is assuming Kevin Durant's elsewhere Out. and that super, super team's no longer there. But if you miss out on those top two tiers, along with not trading for Anthony Davis, and then you're talking about tier three, Boogie, Tobias Harris, tier four, Nikola Vucevic. Chris Middleton. Now you're in trouble spot. Now you're talking about your 17 LeBron, a guy you're teaming with who isn't even an actual all-star, just a, you know a top 35 player in the league. That's where the Lakers would, to me, that would be striking out this summer. What? That would be the way I do the players' rankings. This oh, that's finds right. it funny. Cool. The, but the, I don't think I the Lakers should be concerned, but they shouldn't be worried. They have the city. They have the team. They have LeBron. And even if some members of the media want to present this narrative that people don't like to play with LeBron, I, I'd like to see one player that's played with him come out and say that. Because all we hear from guys, whether it's role players, all-stars or superstars, is what a yeah, great team I don't, team I don't know if those is. players exist, but if there was a player, why would he do that? Why would he? Why would he? Why would he insert himself into the LeBron conversation and just, just, just? Ah, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say I wasn't pleased with playing with LeBron. Like, but, so that's a fair point that maybe that you have maybe reason to stay reserved on it or to stay out of the discussion. But the point I'm making is we can't. We have ne we haven't heard anybody anybody say that. We haven't heard anybody. We've heard count. We've heard guys that didn't play with LeBron. We hear Paul Pierce all the time. We have guys that that have never been on that team say that Kevin Durant say it's a toxic environment. But the guys who have spoken up, who have played with LeBron, have said positive things. Now maybe there's other guys that are. But Kyrie I, did ask out of town though. Right, and then and absolutely Kyrie asked out of town, and then now. So that was saying something right there. And then doubled back to LeBron and said it was a mistake. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying let's let's not let's not forget that. that well, I don't think happen. anyone if if anyone because in the when you tell when you go to the Cleveland management and say I want to be traded, you say I don't want to play with LeBron. Right. He wanted to go have his own team, and then he realized. Uh, but it was also I didn't want to play with LeBron. He it it hid under I want my own team, but. A hundred percent. And I, when you say you don't want people to forget that, I don't. I, I don't think people are forgetting that Kyrie Irving left the Cavs by demanding a trade. Like I think that's baked into it. I think. But the point I'm making is, is that we have heard from, I would say, every prominent Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, down two guys, whether whom bottom of the roster guys, Richard Jefferson. Lakers not, might not guys. be concerned, Jenna, but I'm concerned. If the Pelicans don't trade AD there, I'm concerned because we know KD's not coming. We know Clay's not coming. And what if they? What if Kyrie decided? I still, 
Like, you can't depend on Kyrie, so I'm concerned for the Lakers. This would be a hard finagling. Signed an extension 10 months ago. In May of 2018. We're in March of 2019. And that extension is for more than $10 million a year, and it runs through the 2021 season. So two more years after this one. Now, if he is able to get free, if the Lakers could trade a future first or some type of compensation the way the Clippers were able to acquire him when he wanted to get out of Boston trading away a draft pick, this would be a no-brainer. Listen, I like the idea of the Lakers hiring Ty Lue. I know that model works. But Doc Rivers is a proven championship coach mm -hmm. that is as well-respected as any coach in the league. He's obviously not Pop or Carlisle as far as accomplishment, but he is as well-respected as any coach in the league. To me, this would be a no-brainer. If the Lakers could get him, this would be the second-best acquisition they could make this summer after a star player. I believe it's going to be hard to get him. I asked the question, why would Doc leave? Why would he leave the Clippers just signing an extension? It must be to coach LeBron James because I think that the chemistry him and Jerry West have in that front office and getting this franchise turned around because what Doc is doing right now in L.A. is spectacular. I mean, they're not really, really talented, but every night he has that team prepared. I've always thought that Doc Rivers was one of the better coaches in the league. His biggest problem was when he was took over all the basketball operations yeah. and he traded for his son, he started getting criticized for those types of things. So besides that, People don't question his basketball, basketball IQ, and being a champion. So, man, this would be a tremendous get for the Lakers if they were able. Magic was able to get him away from Jerry West because there's a serious competition between Magic and Jerry West and the Clippers and the Lakers who both call home Staples Center. Oh, well, and there's another competition this summer between the Lakers and Clippers for the services of Kawhi Leonard. And Doc Rivers switching sides could be a, a I don't want to say the, the deciding factor, but certainly a factor. When we're talking about why would Kawhi pick the Lakers over the Clippers, one of the first things we mention is the coach. Finally, Katino Mobley and Kenyon Martin discussed the Lakers' disastrous season with Whitlock and Wiley. Clyde Frazier taking a lot of heat around the talk show circuit for criticizing LeBron here. I don't have a problem with what Clyde is saying. Because, and, and my deal is consistency. About being a leader is about consistent behavior. How do you behave when you're winning and things are going good? <clears throat> How do you behave when you're losing and things aren't going well? And I think it's clear as day, not just with the Bents incident, but almost everything about LeBron when the team, things aren't going well, changes from when the things are going well. I think LeBron's a bad leader, and I think he's going to struggle as the leader of the Lakers franchise moving forward. I think these young guys are going to struggle to feel inspiration from LeBron as anticipated uh, when LeBron lands on your squad. You're, you're probably excited. You're, you're so enthusiastic about, wow, I get to play with the best player playing right now and learn so much game from him. But what's happened is LeBron has protected himself, his brand, and created a safe distance from what this Lakers team looks like. We all know about the trade demands and if you're one of these players, you're like, LeBron is almost trying to fatten me up to lead me to the slaughter because all he's trying to do is beef me up for trade value, to beef me up to actually be out of this place, not in this place. And I think that's just a difficult situation. The dynamics are obvious. The optics are real. That LeBron is like, like Kobe did this at the time. Uh, MJ did it in many facets of life. I got to create distance because... I'm not a part of this if this is not going to be brand enhancing. And unfortunately, with a bunch of young guys that he doesn't believe in, doesn't believe that's going to support him or the brand. So 
I think Clyde dead wrong mm. in this situation. If you look at his history where LeBron has sat in, sat at on the bench, that's where he sits. Sits in the last seat. When I played, that's where I sat, the last seat. If he just came out of the game, he's not going to be a part of the timeout. If he had been sitting on the bench, he probably got up, saw that what was going on. It had nothing to do with him. He's engaged. He's talking to Tyson Chandler. Yeah. One of the trainers handed him something. He's talking to him. Clyde, he don't care. So all of a sudden, now he's not making the playoffs. He don't care. <clears throat> so the, the previous 15 years where everything, so he cared. Now all of a sudden, I go playoffs. He don't care all of a sudden. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not buying. I, I, know, I think he's reaching. There's a, there's a few things on. that there's a few things that I, I have a problem with. Uh, Keenan and I were talking about this during the break about LeBron. Um, I disagree, Jason, when it comes to like he's a bad leader. Maybe this year, um, LeBron has been. Sp- not spoiled, but LeBron has not only spoiled the fans and other uh, people that surrounded him, but it's been, he spoiled himself to where it's like his patience is short. Now, you never saw that because his other teams were so good. And the teams that weren't good or played bad and had bad stretches, you saw LeBron's personality come out. Very spoiled, very spoiled-like. He's super happy when things are going well, and then he's like, poo-poo when things are going bad. We know that about LeBron. Can his leadership skills be better? Can his body language be better? Yes, it can. Kenyon and I were talking about this um, in the back. I was upset with, forget that sitting at the end of the bench because that's what he always does. What I was upset, and and Clyde, I love you, Clyde. (laughs) But come on, man, don't get into the narrative so much that you start to make things up about LeBron. When it comes to that. Now, now check this one out. LeBron, I, I, I don't like, it's one of the things I don't like about LeBron. He doesn't have a go-to. Like, at the end of the game, even if they do the Knicks catch up, at the end of the game, he don't even have a go-to. Why would you let Mario, no disrespect to Mario, block your shot where you should be, you 6'8", 6'9", like Kenyon, you should be 15 feet from the basket waiting for a double team shooting over somebody for a game winner. I, those are things that I don't like about LeBron. His body language, when things are really bad, his go-to's at the end where he can close games out because he could have done it a, a few times this year and, and we would be in a different uh, storyline. It's just, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. But as far as being Question. a leader, I think he's still a leader. That, thank you. That, that, that's, that, that, this Decline? looks like the Titanic Decline? sinking. Yeah. The greatest ship ever built mm-hmm. is starting to sink. Mm-hmm. And again, when you, Alep, you go, what, 4-15 in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your decision-making on what type of shots you're taking. There's no ball movement. It was all ISO again. This was, and again, one of the things I've said about LeBron from the get-go, and and again, it's not a criticism. It's more of a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. When you grow up the way he did, in poverty, no father, a very young mother, you start to rely on yourself over everybody else. Yeah. More than, and that... When I see LeBron as a basketball player isolating himself on the court, off the court, it's like, it's just me in this world. So if he's winning, is that a problem, though? Oh, look. If he's winning, like, so so when he's winning, nobody has nothing to say. That's my whole thing. It was a problem then. He's still the same person, but but, but he's winning. But it shows now. It was a problem then. But it shows now. Sometimes, Kenyon, you can be, you remember when you played, like, seventh grade basketball and how easy it was? And then you got to the NBA, and it's a bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Again, when he, he's when he was so much more talented yeah. than everybody else at his peak in his 25 to 32 year old space, 
you can get away with all this lack of leadership and different energy. So you're saying his stats are fluffed, Jace? No, nah, I'm not saying stats. No, but, but did, did you say decline, though? Uh, yeah, um, I did say Marcellus. decline. No, I don't too. think he's in decline. I think what's happening is he's not engaged. No matter what your skill set is, it must activate by you plugging in, mm -hmm. being connected to all those around you and hitting that switch. We've all been out there before when you're just a little less lifeless. Like, you're out there like, I ain't got it today. That ain't the same you. And LeBron is in a, in a zone right now where he's like, I ain't got Amari um, 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 well, Cooper, Amari um, Cooper, and Khalil, Khalil Mack. Amari um, Cooper and Khalil Mack. Yeah. They both leave <laughs> because of a, a, a dysfunctional situation. Amari um, Cooper goes to... Right, but I'm saying, yeah, but okay, but they got traded. But my point I'm trying to make is how Amari how Cooper was in Raiders and then Amari um, Cooper with the Cowboys. Randy totally Moss. Different. Randy Moss. Uh, uh, think about this. Who is his name? Khalil Mack. He goes from one of the best defensive players in the league, he is in the Raiders, he goes to Chicago, totally different person, personality-wise. And I think when you have a different base for LeBron James around him that he's used to, every, all of us have our little, that, you know, that's true. two personalities. But, but let's go with Marcellus's analogy. Mm -hmm. At some point, you can disengage to a point where it's harder to reach the plug that is true. ever again. That's true. Because that, reaching that plug and turning on and engaging... Dude, it, it, I'm gonna give you it. It's like being in a long-term marriage. So yeah, sometimes just, the love goes away, yeah. and mm. and if you let it go away, it ain't as easy as just flipping the back switch on, and yeah. turning like, it back. I've been his biggest critics about things, LeBron. But like people put everything on him. Like he picked the talent. Like he picked the coaches. No, magic. He picked that. the players. No, he, he can probably have his input, but you, I can come to you and suggest some stuff. <laughs> I can suggest anything. <laughs> Are you going to do everything I suggest? I'll say this. If Are, you were Oprah Winfrey and you came on this show and said, hey, you should do X, Y, Z. talking about LeBron X, James. Y, and, Z, and that, that's what I, In NBA basketball, he's Oprah Winfrey. And when he said, hey, I'd like this, this, and this. I like it. Generally speaking, they give it to you. I can like a lot of things. Right. But right. And that it's Oprah my Winfrey decision. Thing, Oprah Winfrey's a journalist. Ultimately, journalist, like, it's my decision dope. to pick the talent, right? When they, when the Lakers put their roster together, I have never been a part of the Lakers organization. When they put that roster together this summer leading into the season, I said they gonna struggle. Mm. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. They picked that talent. No, no, no. I think I LeBron, think LeBron did. I don't think How? You told you think he told him to go get Lance Stevens? Yeah. Not a chance. No. Not wow. a chance. With the history and all that's there? No. All the antics, all that stuff. No, no. LeBron don't want to be a part of that. Imagine Guess what? Johnson, they didn't have nobody else assigned. No, no, I'm more conspiratorial. Mm, mm. I'm they, more they, conspiratorial. That's okay. That's I'm okay. more conspiratorial. I, again, I, I said it early on. I said, hey, this team's built to get Luke Walton fired. If nobody got injured, they'd be in the playoffs. Fault? Oh, stop. And that's LeBron's fault. Stop. LeBron's fault. If nobody got injured, they would be in the playoffs. What they, year? Yeah, they'd what be a seventh or eighth seed. They'd be going still in the nowhere. playoffs. A seventh or eighth seed. They'd still they be, be going nowhere. And LeBron James would be happy. Oh, but right now, he's not happy. He'd be in it. We wouldn't be talking about it. He'd be in it. None of y'all We've been talking about none we of this. We just went to the place where if a team stayed healthy for 82 no, games, no. y'all came on TV <laughs> prepared to say that. No, no I had to say what? What? LeBron James what? is out. Rondo was out. Kuzma was out. I'm the one to tell you. I didn't think they had a good roster to start the season. So did I get him a shot? Not really. Not in the West. Not with that roster, with the way the NBA is shaped up now, where shooting has to be priority. Yeah. On that roster? Right. No. That's hard. And, and what I mean, chance, like, I like Tyson Chandler, right? What chance did you I get like the Clippers going into the season? Because sometimes you can overachieve. With yeah. your Clippers? Damn right. Sometimes you can overachieve. <laughs> you try to do that every year. Yeah. You try to do that every year. 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 You try to do that every year.
Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.